welcome back to the Whole Home Podcast. Uh, my daughter Ava said I should tell y'all, it's still me and Britt down here. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what she said. She's like, Mom, say this. So there you go, Ava. It's still me and Britt down here. All right, Britt, are you uh, ready to play some games? Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> that I actually forgot to tell you about? That, yep. Okay, That's so. That's kind. <laughs> the first game is very simple. Okay. It is a little of this or that. Okay. All right, so just answer what you are. Are you an introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Chocolate or vanilla? Oh, it depends. Vanilla ice cream, chocolate, cake. <laughs> <laughs> Cook or eat out? I'm really bad at this because I like both for different reasons, but I'm going to say eat out because it's fun and exciting. Food, yes. Okay. Pen or pencil? Pen. Fake or real plants? Oh, real. Sweatshirt or sweater? Well, I'm wearing a sweatshirt now and I really <laughs> like it, but I also love sweaters. This I'm so bad at this. <laughs> Cozy. Science or history? Um, probably history. Playlists or podcasts? That's mean to ask me that on a oh. podcast. <laughs> but typically, typically playlists. I love music. All right. Send or receive a letter? Mm. Uh, receive. Nice. Uh, shoes or bare feet? Bare feet. Pool or beach? Beach. BBC or Hallmark? BBC. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Cats. Meat or veggies? It depends on the meat or veggies, but, but meat is really yummy. Uh, summer or winter? Mm. <laughs> crisis can I, can here. Crisis say, happening. Can I just say fall? <laughs> <laughs> no. A little summer and winter together. Okay. Farm or city? Uh, farm? Cookies or chips? Cookies. Ooh, text or call? Call. Driver or passenger? Passenger because you can look out the window. <laughs> Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Skirt or pants? Pants. Dark or milk chocolate? Dark, I think. I think my mom's converted me to the dark side. Oh, nice. Run or bike? Bike because uh. I die if I run. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom would not like that. I know. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mm, waffle or pancake? Mm, waffle. Uh, tattoo or piercing? Tattoo. Even Casual. I don't have any yet. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Casual or formal? Casual. Uh, gym or spa? Gym. Road trip or fly? Hmm. Road trip. Shop online or in the store? In the store. That concludes this or that. <laughs> <laughs> that was harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. I actually would hate playing that game. Don't ever make well, me play thank it. thank you so much for putting <laughs> me through that. All right. The next game is a little easier. Okay. It's called Rapid Fire. Oh, great. That sounds like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It kind of is because, but this is better. Okay. I get to ding a bell. Oh. Okay. So five bell? minute. Yeah. Five minute timer. I'm going to okay. rapid fire you answer and then i ding you at five minutes i'm supposed to talk for five minutes about something and i don't know what you're gonna ask me yeah yeah okay, okay are you ready okay okay so rapid fire okay go do you have a useless talent oh um um i know i'm sure i do okay if you think of it tell me later okay, okay. <laughs> if you had 10 times your budget what would you spend it on oh um probably like recording an album or something nice last thing you watched on tv tell the truth what? Okay, hold on. I know this. I know this. Um, oh, it was a movie. Does a movie count? Yeah. Okay, sure. Matilda the Musical on Netflix. Oh, nice. I was just talking. They didn't to, okay. pay me to say that. <laughs> I'm messing your time. Okay, what's your go-to breakfast? Um, right now, it's just like a granola parfait, like yogurt and fruit and stuff. Two musicians on your playlist or CD player? <laughs> um, well, currently in my CD player is the Arcadian Wild. I have a CD player on my nightstand. Um and then okay, one more. Um, I, I got to go Andrew Peterson. I have to. That's good. Okay. Is there anything people sometimes misunderstand about you? Um, I, th I think people think I'm more extroverted than I am. Mm. Like it's just certain people make me energetic. Is there something you do when you're in a slumper or rut? Oh, um, there's this channel on YouTube called uh, Better Ideas, and and it's very good for getting me out of it. Uh, uh, right. Nice. Um, do you have a favorite recent memory? Um, uh, I sing when I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it could be from today. <laughs> that was for free. That was an extra. Bad. Um, a favorite recent memory. What has happened recently? 
I did enjoy quitting my restaurant job. That was fun. That's good. Okay. Um, Is there a lie of the enemy you tend to believe? Ooh, that I'm not good enough and and that Jesus is not good enough for me. All right. Uh, If food, I already asked. What is the last skill you learned? Uh, Watercolor. Nice. And you do it a lot now, huh? Not as much as I want to, but but yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Way to go. Okay. What was your, did you even have an AOL screen name? Yes. <laughs> what was it? It was Roswin WR because Roswin was a character that I made up and WR stands for white rose, which is what Roswin means. Nice. All right. Tell me anything. Anything. Yeah. I love your smile. Aww. I'm staring at it right now. It makes me very happy. If you were going to write a book, what would it be about? <laughs> if I were going to write a book. Or the book you just finished. It's, uh, I'm on the second draft right now. It's about a girl um, trying to prove that fairies exist. All right. And it's called? It doesn't have a name yet. Well, it has a potential name, but I, I don't want to bind, okay, my, no. bind myself to a potential name. Okay. Name a pet peeve. Mm. <laughs> this is ironic because I'm doing it right now, but okay. people are t- talking about themselves too much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing. To- totally not laughing. <laughs> okay. If you could become an expert in something, what would it be? Mm, right now, watercolor. I would love to be better at that. Okay. Uh, do you have a hero? Hmm. I mean, you could have many heroes. Real Just or tell fictional. me one. <laughs> any, any. It could be, I know that's, it could be a... Aragorn. Oh, okay. What are you reading? Um, I'm almost done with God of the Garden by Andrew Peterson and also reading Among Us by Joe Walton and also <laughs> reading seven other books. I'm reading too many things. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes twitching, Brittany. <laughs> yeah. All right. Current podcast listen. Um, Shaco Art Space. <laughs> yes. Okay. Say two words that describe you. Creative. Overthinker. Okay. <laughs> Go to karaoke song. Um, I do enjoy doing "My Heart Will Go On." Oh on, my gosh! No. On, no. on a cruise ship. I only do it on cruise ships. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> no words. Okay, I know. <laughs> what is a book or resource that influenced you? Uh, Adorning the Dark, for yeah. sure. Okay. Is there any human that changed the course of your life? Oh, that's a that's a very that's a very big question. I mean, my parents, because yeah. I have life. Because <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> that, that counts. What is a place okay. in scripture that is encouraging to you? Mm-hmm. I'm doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, might get me doing that too. Right now, right now, the Psalms are very encouraging. What was your last meal? (laughs) The one that you made, (laughs) it was delicious. It was, it was Greek. Okay. Do you collect anything? I used to collect coins, but I don't really do that anymore. I collect books and then I don't read them. (laughs) (laughs) What book do you want more people to read? Adorning the Dark. All right. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. You made it. Yay. Okay. When you when you set this up, I thought you were going to ask me one question and then maybe <laughs> talk about it for five minutes. I was like, please, no. <laughs> well, maybe someone else will get to do that. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, future person. Okay. Yeah. All right. That Time was fun. I li- that was less stressful than the first game. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel stressed because I'm like, what's she going to say? I don't know. I just don't like choosing between options. But thank you for forcing me to yeah. decide who I am as a person. Now you know. Now you know. All right. Guess what? Okay. More questions. Oh, no. <laughs> so these are quick. These are just to sort of ground us in our next section of the podcast, which okay. is the garden section. Yay. And um, this is sort of like the snapshot. These questions are like the snapshot of your garden right now. So the first question is, wh- um, what neighborhood do you live in and how long have you lived there? I live in the Pocono neighborhood in Midlothian, um, and I've lived there since June of 2021. All right. How long have you been coming to Remnant? Since September 2020, so I'm so bad at math. Two and a half years? Sounds great. Okay. All right. <laughs> who, who invited you, actually? I, I actually don't know. If it I was actually that. really random. Uh, a friend of mine and I were, were thinking of visiting churches at the same time. Her name's Kara. Okay. And she was like, what if we go to Remnant? And I was like, what is Remnant? Okay, cool. Let's go. And Is uh, she from the city or? She, her family lives out in like Powhatan. Um, but they, but they lived, they lived in um, 
like off of Hall Street for a long time, like in one of those neighborhoods. Um, but yeah, she ended, she ended up going somewhere else. So I just randomly found out about it because of her and stuck around. Okay. Yeah. And Kara is, we don't know. She's another, <laughs> but thank she's you, another one of my, my old drama camp friends. Okay. She's great. I okay. love singing with her. Awesome. All right. So God has planted you in that specific place that mm-hmm. you just shared. Um, have you ever thought of your life as a garden before, Britt? Well, I have this now. This is my existential <laughs> question with my eyebrows moving up and yeah. down. Um, more and more as I've been reading The God of the Garden. Yeah. Um, specifically, a really good metaphor in that book about um, feeling like you're being, feeling like God is crushing you um, when you're going through something hard and then realizing that um, part of the process of planting seeds is literally like pushing them into the ground yeah, and yeah. burying them and then and then you water them and they grow. Um, so I like that metaphor a lot. I think the first time I really thought about that was actually a writer, also Indy Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say it again. I said it last time, I think my favorite book, which is Notes from <laughs> a Tilt-A-Whirl. Um, yeah, somehow those, some of those images, they just like capture your imagination and you can't ever forget them, mm-hmm. you know? So totally, totally get that. All right, so where do you want to start? I gave you a bunch of words, garden words to think about, and we can go deeper, just start with planning. Which is I, let's, yeah, let's just go start with planning and okay. go in order. <laughs> then we don't have <laughs> to make decisions. Let's ease ourselves in yeah. to the dirt. Um, okay, so planning is the question that's sort of like, is there any desire or dream that you have? So unexpectedly, um, I found myself recently really, really wanting to be married and maybe even have kids. Um, I'm not sure about the kids part yet, but the more I'm, the more I'm at Remnant, the more I'm interested in it. Um, but yeah, be, being married especially is, I want to say like it's been a decade since I've, I've been genuinely like interested in that as, as like a future possibility for my life and, and like what God might be preparing me for and everything yeah um I actually had a I had a close friend not super long ago tell me that like he wanted to see me get married and have kids so that he could see how God would like grow me through that yeah um which was such a sweet thing to say um but I I for a long time have just assumed that that wasn't really in the cards for me probably ever since I fell out of love with the guy that I had a crush on for like five years in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, like high school wasn't five years, but um, I had I had a crush on the same person for quite a long time. And when I, like I assumed that I was going to marry him. And then when right. I didn't, I was like, well, I guess that's mm-hmm. it then. <laughs> um, and, and I also, like I, I watched a lot of, a lot of friends grow up in a, a culture that was very much focused on like your entire identity as a woman is like you become a wife and mother Mm -hmm. and that's all that matters and and I watched a lot of them struggle with how you know their life was not fulfilled by becoming a wife and mother like that 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 didn't um satisfy every every longing that they'd ever had every every dream they'd ever had and and they it was hard for them um so I think I think part of that kind of disillusioned me a little bit to the idea of being married um, but now it's, now it's something that I'm, that I'm unexpectedly yeah. <laughs> like really now wanting. Now it's a little <laughs> flutter, a little flutter. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this God. I, I'm used to being completely fine with, with just being alone forever. So. Yeah. But somehow there's something that maybe jarred mm-hmm. this desire in your or an ex- like an experience or a person or something where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I could see myself or. Yeah. Do you think you just changed? It wasn't necessarily something you saw or. I think I think part of it is me like growing as a believer and and being more I don't know like identifying some of the ways that um that that God has like laid out a, a natural course that most people's lives go on like yeah. a, um as Christians of of, of being married and, and raising children and, and this kind of cycle that, that God set up. Um, and I just kind of always assumed that that was for other people and not for me. I'm not even sure why. Um, but, but yeah, the more, the more I'm around just like good, 
godly couples and their kids, the more I'm like, I think I would enjoy this. This would be nice. Yeah. I can relate to some of the, I don't know what you said in the past. Like for me, I don't know about marriage. I definitely wanted to be married, but I definitely didn't want to be a mother. Like, mm. That's crazy to me. So I could. You're such a good mother. You could. I can see how it is that you could feel <laughs> something so strongly. And then, yeah. then over time you're like, yeah, you can, you can change. You, mm-hmm. you can change. Um, I don't know, like sometimes something that I think about is even just asking God to change you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever ask? I, <laughs> I think I've been too scared God to make me open to like, uh, yeah, to openly uh, like explicitly ask like God change me, please. But I, I have asked more recently of like, please, like have my desires be in line with yours and that, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes we even forget that we forget to ask that. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything, any other desires or dreams? Um, going on? I've, I've just been really thinking lately about what, what the future for me looks like with music and um, being involved in the community with music. And, and I'm so, I'm not sure, but I've been dreaming and planning a lot. Um, and I, I always, I always, like, as soon as music became a thing in my life and people started telling me that I was good at it, I was like, well, this can be a thing that mm-hmm. I do that makes me happy and makes other people like me. And it was always like, okay, I guess I'll like, I'll record albums and I'll go on the road, I'll play shows and, and, and be famous. And, and that was the, that was the automatic dream of mm-hmm. like, oh, if people tell you that you're that you're talented as a musician then this is where you inevitably go if you if you're like successful in any way um and there was always this kind of sense underneath that I didn't really want that like I didn't really want to travel around the country or the world or like play in stadiums or whatever mm-hmm. um like that I just wanted to be home with my family and my church and and all of that but that that um desire to be at home in in this community has has grown a lot stronger in the last couple of years to the point that I know yeah that I'm called to be here and to to use music as a way of serving and blessing other people praise god yeah it's really it's really disorienting yeah <laughs> something Ryan says that I love is that um I'm gonna mess up how he says it but he says something like make art which would include music um so all creative things um it's like with and for your friends have you heard him say that before or something i've like heard that? him say some version of that yeah and if you start like most local um like let just let god like grow it out but yeah. just start with like what is right in front of you what garden you're in mm-hmm. be faithful to that because god didn't not put you here for a reason mm-hmm. and with the people around you and then um grow deep roots and stuff like that so i, I don't know it kind of surprised me when you did put like stories stories and songs on this planning thing because I would have been like wait isn't that an old thing for you but you're saying no it's kind of it's actually stronger now yeah because it's not something that I just feel like I could maybe do like if it works out Mm -hmm. it's it's actually no I feel called to do this here and now and I'm not sure what it looks like yet but I, I feel very sure about it and excited about it yeah I almost feel like um Maybe this is imposing on you, but maybe even like what you're saying is like describing something more that is lasting. I don't know. Maybe. Rather than just, I don't want to say just, because you could mm. just go around and play music and yeah. be lovely, a lovely life, I'm <laughs> sure. But um, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, it's exciting. I'm yeah. excited for you. <laughs> Thanks. Me too. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to sewing which is the question that has to do with um, something being sown in your life right now. So I guess you were just mentioning a seed being pushed down and nothing has really happened yet. So it's still really new. So what is something in your life that is at the beginning stages? And it can be an external thing or an internal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mentioned I mentioned it in my notes that I... I feel like a big thing that I'm sewing right now is is just time that I'm not I'm not used to having time. Um, Why is that? 
<laughs> because I'm used to general managing a restaurant and it's very time consuming. Um, yeah, I, I no. and a big. It's not a little restaurant either. It wasn't. It's not a little restaurant. No. <laughs> yeah, and not slow. Um, so yeah, that just I I was working between forty and sixty hours a week, depending on the week, and it took up a lot of my time and energy and thought when I wasn't there and kept me away from my my friends and my family and my community a lot which is why I ended up leaving um and that's the that's the primary reason that I left and um I I suddenly find myself working you know 35 hours a week and Mm -hmm. I have all of this time that I get to to sew in different different plots in my garden and and see things grow so I feel like there are so many seeds being planted yeah, right now. You're like scattering. You're like, yeah, yeah. I'm your like, hair's just, down, Britt. You're just <laughs> doing it. I'm like, I just spent an entire day just writing things. I've mm-hmm. never had that before. Not, not since like becoming a working person. Because mm-hmm. there's always like on my days off, there was always other things to do. But now I have a day that's just for making things. And that's so exciting. And I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> but that's still work, though, right? It is. I mean, it technically is, but it doesn't feel like it to me. Like it's never like I've been writing every morning for as long as I can remember, and it's it's just part of my my day, mm-hmm. and it's restful for me and energizing. When you said time, it can't just be like time for writing because you, your job was mm-hmm. definitely all consuming. I yes. mean, <laughs> and that was only a couple of months ago that you were uh-huh. still there. Yeah. Um, so what other what other things have you're like, oh, wow, yeah. I can do what? I've started, <laughs> I've started having devotions in the morning, which is a big deal for me. Um, it's not, like, I mean, I've been, I've been leading worship for years at multiple churches, and I've never had a consistent, like, quiet time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's caused me, like, a lot of, of guilt and, and shame over the years of just feeling like I'm not, like, a real Christian. Right. Um and it, I don't, I don't even know what was holding me back for so long. I think I was, I, I definitely made writing an idol for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would sometimes stay home from a small group at my other church because I just wanted to write, and I was more interested in in that than in being with people or talking about God. Um, but even once, even once that wasn't a as much of a struggle, it it felt like. There was never, there was never enough time, and and I was afraid to spend the time on something that I wasn't sure would feel worth spending the time on. Yeah. Because um, my, I don't know if it was because my faith wasn't as strong, but I would I would open up the Bible and I I would just be bored like I'd be falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like I don't want to do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> um. And the way that, the way that I would spend time with God the most was was through worship music. Um. But I I didn't have like a diet of of God's word, so that was lacking for a long time. And now I'm I'm really really trying to build up the habit of doing it every morning. It's not happening every morning yet, but it's it's getting there. Yeah. And when it doesn't happen, I miss it, which is new. So that's that's a big one. Yeah. Again, praise God. <laughs> <laughs> so when you you worked so much, it's a lot. It did. Is that something like you kind of you <laughs> kind of did because you didn't I don't know I, this is so weird you, like you didn't want to feel like alive I don't know it just sort of like mm. it set things for you didn't have to think about things and now you're like okay now I'm thinking mm. I want to know the Lord I want to know people I want to know this place yeah I want to I don't know like I, I'm just thinking about division like did you feel divided when you were a manager and um, then you had to like live these two lives. I don't know. Thinking of time. Yeah. I I feel like the the reason I worked so much was just because it was a necessity of the the nature of the job. Um like I started I started working 6 days a week toward the end because I and actually 7 day, 7 days a week at one point because there just wasn't enough time to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um and that wasn't my goal, but I I cared about the the restaurant and the people and, and I wanted to to do do the job well, um, I think it's it was it was a combination of I'm not sure if I'm answering the question, but it was a combination of 
caring too much about being successful and not trusting God to provide for me financially. Yeah. So I had to like keep climbing and also just like I I couldn't I couldn't be invested to like a um a great extent in the world of like the restaurant and even just the workforce in general. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be invested um in a really strong way in in that world and also in the world of like my family and my church and even my friends like it there was always this like being torn between the two yeah that's how I feel like yeah it probably could be I mean but even, I'm not sure <laughs> yeah even before I became a manager just being a server we were so understaffed throughout COVID that I like I would skip family vacations just to try to keep the store afloat like I had this yeah. level of responsibility that I didn't need to have mm-hmm. but I cared about the people and I didn't want them to be miserable because I was off at the lake with my family yeah um but it was, it was this recurring thing of having to choose between work and and people that I like you know family and, and church and everything mm-hmm. do you ever think about Ecclesiastes when you think of time <laughs> it's so Ecclesi- oh is that the one where it's like a, there's a time for yeah the, okay that's on my list of of bible reading um but yeah I, I'm I know I read that as a kid and and I do think of it sometimes as far as like there being seasons for different things mm-hmm. and I do I do feel very grateful even though it <laughs> took so much out of me I feel very grateful for the the two or two and a half years that I spent in the restaurant because I've learned so much and I I'm seeing I'm seeing so much like harvest in my life from from yeah. that time even even though it was like I spent the whole last month of it just being like Lord why am I still <laughs> here <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't I don't regret it and I and I'm seeing it as like that was a season of just work and sleep and feel isolated from everyone, but it was temporary. Yeah. And now we're in a better season. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know if you can understand this question because I don't fully understand it myself. But so as you're thinking about time and this endeavor of, I mean, you picked it as a thing that you're sewing. Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you see that as like an internal or external endeavor like something that more Both. like time to you is more of like something that yeah you're you internally like a piece that you have to think about or just sort of like something that you're managing in your life like this is my schedule like yeah it's a it's a combination I think I appreciate the value of time a lot more than I used to mm-hmm. because of having so little of it for so long um, so there's there's been a real focus for me of not wasting it now that I do have it yeah um and then yeah being able to to choose to actually invest in in relationships with people again even even things like just going to game nights I didn't get to go to any of those yeah. it was uh it was so sad um so yeah being being able to invest externally while also investing internally and um and, and having time to rest and mm-hmm. um, recharge and think about things. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have time for that before. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about watering. So this is a question about what are you actively um, tending, stewarding, or praying about um, in your life? Writing songs. <laughs> um, I. How are you praying about that? <laughs> or tending or, or stewarding it? Um, so I, for a long time, was like a person who sings, but not a person who writes songs. And I always wanted to be somebody that writes songs. Mm-hmm. And it just like never happened. And somehow, somehow in the last year or two, maybe just because of the hard season that I was in, um, a lot, like I look back and probably 50% of my journaling is is lyrics and okay. I'm like how did that happen it finally happened oh my goodness yeah. and so now I'm in this this um season where where I have so many little little seedlings of songs mm-hmm. that are like they're not done yet and I don't know yet what they're gonna be but I'm yeah. watering them and I'm trying to like trying to make something out of them and praying about what they can be and how they can not just not just be a form of self-expression for me, but mm-hmm. actually minister to other people, whether they're overtly about God or not. Because um, I'm writing like some of each. Um, You're writing a song about like your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Maybe I will. 
Um, no, there's, I mean, there's like a, there's like a song about a sweatshirt that's been through a lot that is very special to me. <laughs> and then there's also like, you know, Jesus, I'm tired of confessing the same sins over and over mm-hmm. like that. There's, there's a wide range. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, what songs go together, like when, what should, what to focus on when, cause there's too many to focus on all of them at once. And yeah. there's not enough, there's not enough time, even though I have an abundance of time now, there's not enough to to do all of the things that I want to do. Do you have like a go-to writing inspiration? Um, for, <laughs> for songwriting or for book writing or both? Um, well, songwriting, I guess. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good music that I enjoy, but, um, there's this album called, or it's, it's an EP, it's called Principium and it's by the Arcadian Wild. And it's, I think it's like 16 minutes in total and it's this four song story of just like the um the the garden of eden and the fall of man and and all, and, it, and it's oh wow it's so full circle and so beautiful and musically speaking it's very stimulating it like it's very very well done they spend a long long time writing it okay and when you see them live they play the whole thing all 16 minutes without stopping wow. and I cry I cry every time <laughs> so I listened to that in full this morning as I was preparing to to go in the music room and write songs yeah so you like to be stirred up I do <laughs> <laughs> give it to me intensely yeah oh man is there like I don't know okay so you like to be stirred up. is there a special way to be inspired I don't know like I'm trying to think of anyone who's trying to or wants to be creative mm-hmm. or wants to do something like yeah. I don't know like how do you how do you do that? I I try to pay attention to which um, which things like when I'm when I'm consuming art, like watching a show or listening to a song or whatever. I try to pay attention to which ones make me want to write, mm-hmm. whether it's songwriting or or book writing or whatever. Um, and I and I try to kind of like make a n- mental note of that. Sometimes like a physical note, yeah. so I can come back to that and and be reminded. Oh, this is this is why I wanted to write. Um, and it, it tends to like over and over again stir up the same emotions for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how that's how I do it. Do you ever lazy lazy write? What happens if you don't have energy? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, I got up to do my my morning novel writing at I think it was like five thirty. It was so early, um, but I'm becoming a morning person slowly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I got up to do my morning morning novel writing. And I made my coffee and I started, I did like my writing journal entry of like, here's, here's what's going on. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's whatever. And then I promptly, uh, fell asleep on the couch with my cat (laughs) (laughs) and it was great. I needed it. Um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. And I go take a nap and and I choose to be okay with it. So do you, when you're writing, do you feel like it all has to be activated? Like I'm trying to think of what you would need. Like you need your hands obviously and your heart. And your mind, like, do they all have to be working or can you just sort of? Ideally, yeah. Like I can, I can feel the disconnect when, when my heart's not in it or like my, like there's no ideas happening. Um, or there, or like sometimes I'm too distracted by other, other things going on and I need to just let myself deal with that or like journal instead or whatever it is. Um, if I'm not fully, fully there and Mm -hmm. not try to like force it to happen. Sometimes I'll I'll push through it, and probably more often than not, unless I'm just so tired that I'm falling asleep and I'm like in danger of spilling my coffee on my computer. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll usually push through it, and um, I'll I'll actually notice the moment when when everything does finally click, and like my brain's in it, my heart's in it, and and the hands are typing well, and and um and I get into like flow and. And I'm like, oh, it's happening. Okay, I'm so glad I, I'm, I'm so glad I stuck it out yeah. to the point of it actually like working. Um. So what about like the people? Like, do you ever feel like it's a waste of time? Oh yeah. <laughs> I imagine yeah. there's like a love hate relationship there. Uh, so so we're going through Nehemiah right now. Yeah. And um, it was was it last last week? I don't remember one of the sermons. There's this whole thing where they're building the wall and everybody's like, will they ever finish it? And I was like, I feel so targeted right now because <laughs> I've been working on the same books for so long. Yeah. So long. I, I started writing a fantasy trilogy when I was like seven or eight. Still haven't finished it. 
and I started the novel that I'm currently working on in the spring of 2020 dur- during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be this like, like I'll have this done in a year and then I'll go back to the trilogy. Yeah. We're still working on it. And it feels like sometimes it's never going to be finished and no one will care when it is. Mm-hmm. But that is some nonsense. Yeah. And I'm going to finish it anyway. Yeah. If something take just because something takes a really long time doesn't mean it wasn't, you know, worth yeah. it. Yeah. We've been talking a lot especially in community group about just good long work, like building mm-hmm. cathedrals. Yes. The, thing, yes, the kind of work have. where yeah. like you might not even see the end of it. You might not even yeah. see the end. Yeah. But it's still worth doing. Yeah. Yep. And well, I'll save that thought for another time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go on to training and pruning. Um, okay. Sounds like God's been doing this to you. Yeah. <laughs> what in your life? Uh, <laughs> just pick just pick a couple, Britt. <laughs> what in your life doesn't feel good right now, but it definitely is good. Uh-huh. Um, so the work, my, my job now um, is business development slash admin for my family's construction remodeling business. Um, Don't know what that means, but <laughs> glad you're doing it. <laughs> I basically sit in the office all day with my brother who runs the company and my sister-in-law who's the designer, mm-hmm. and I try to figure out ways to make their lives easier when okay. I don't fully know yet how their jobs work. <laughs> um, and so I stare at a screen for eight and a half hours a day or nine hours a day, and I okay. try to be productive and to (laughs) stay focused and to not wish that I was at home writing and to not feel like this is pointless. I'm the wrong person to do this. I have Mm -hmm. no idea what I'm doing. Um, And it's just, it's very, it's, it's very like painstaking, like working on the same, same document about like a system that we're going to put into place, Mm -hmm. working on the same one for like hours and hours. And then you get feedback and then you work on it more and, and then you're waiting for people to respond to your emails and they're too busy and that's the problem that you're trying to fix, but they're still <laughs> too busy to like talk to you and, and like help make the thing actually happen. And so it's a it's a lot of just like waiting and thinking and trying to be productive and counting down the hours. Yeah. And I'm not I'm I'm used to, to like ten, eleven hours just flying by in a second yeah. in a restaurant. On your feet on the yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. And like having no trouble staying focused because you have to focus or the place will burn down. Yeah. So yeah. It's very, so how it's is that good? <laughs> how, how is that good? It's good <laughs> because um it's forcing me to be more disciplined, um and yeah. patient and trust that the work I'm doing is worth doing. And that will help my family in the long run and whoever enters the business after them if it if it you know continues on for multiple generations which i think it will mm-hmm. and um and just the the art of staying focused i'm not good at it <laughs> it's difficult <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but it's it's been very very good for me yeah it helps me to ask if something's hard for me or s- I'm not even saying like it helps me like I always do this I'm I got this in the bag Mm -hmm. but um if something's difficult to kind of remember what's primary and what the big picture is and um helps me to keep trekking um so yeah even now like your big picture is that you're kind of out in a season where you can like rest and then now you kind of have to be literally resting sitting (laughs) yeah staring and all of that which is very interesting because the next section is about weeding and confession and I couldn't help I don't know you probably made this connection too to the fact that it relates to what you're going to share in that section to me anyways Mm -hmm. about like immediate gratification and so forth and then Mm -hmm. now you're like no I'm (laughs) I'm sitting here and I am probably doing something that you don't necessarily love (laughs) but um yeah you're like learning patience and all these things so I don't know if you if it's okay with you if we go into that weeding confession confession part because I feel like it maybe sort of ties really well with what you shared for training and pruning so I'm going to pull up a Louisa May Alcott quote real quick um, not where I thought you were going with <laughs> it. <laughs> I love little women. Um, and it's one of those stories that inspires me to be a better person and makes me appreciate what I have. And yeah. It's just, it's great. Um, so there's this quote by, by her 
This is have regular hours for work and play, make each day both useful and pleasant, and prove that you understand the worth of time by employing it well. And I, I have that framed in my house. Um, okay. Especially the part about um, proving that you know the worth of time by employing it well. And I talked, I talked earlier about um, appreciating the value of time more now that I have more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I have more of it, it's it's more of a struggle to um, to spend it wisely because you know I've I've got time to burn, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. And so there's been this theme uh, that I've been especially aware of the last week or two of just um, self-control and and overindulgence. And specifically with screen time, it's really it's really hard for me to not just just sit and consume. Yeah, uh, because there's there's no there's no effort or decision making at all involved in just sitting in front of a screen for hours. it's it's harder to stop doing that than it is to do that um so that's been that's been something that's been on my heart lately um and it it applies to so many areas of life as far as as far as um the like the value of delayed gratification and mm-hmm. not not just just taking whatever you want as soon as you want it that's crazy um, that you said that because that's literally what i was thinking i did this um <laughs> gosh what was her name oh my gosh Jen Wilkin, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, she did um, a James study that I did with some ladies at Remnant last year, and I the study really impacted me, but the only thing I can really like remember verbatim is when she said, like, I see it, I want it, I take it. And mm-hmm. like I feel like, oh, like yeah. when you just say it like that, it's so real, and you're like, ew, yeah. I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Like as if everything is just mine. Mm-hmm. Like it's everything is for me or and whatever. And that has to, to everything. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's so crazy that you just mm-hmm. said that. What were you saying again? <laughs> <laughs> um, is yeah. there any area of your life where you feel, don't you feel like that's something that just spills over everywhere? Yes. Yeah. So it's hard to contain. Yeah. 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 Whether, whether it's like eating or oversleeping or, or, you know, this, the screen time is so, so, such a big one. Yeah. Um, and even just, I don't know, like, I'm, it's so easy to just be idle sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be practicing delayed gratification tomorrow night because oh. season three of Outer Banks is coming out on Netflix. Oh. And I'm very excited. <laughs> okay. And I'm waiting until Friday night But you're to watch going it. to community. I, well, no, it's not that. That's, oh, okay, not a, okay. that's not a hard choice. <laughs> um, when, once upon a time, it would have been. But right now, it's not a hard choice. Um but I, I've made this rule for myself that I'm only going to watch TV on weekends because okay. I can't be trusted to, like, do it in moderation. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to suddenly be like, oh, I watch TV every night this yeah. week. I could have been reading or doing watercolor or literally anything else. Yeah. Um, so I'm setting, I'm setting a boundary for myself because I'm not... I'm not good at, like, making good decisions in the moment. I have to make them ahead of time and then just okay. choose to stick with them. And that, that tends to usually work most yeah. of the time. That's interesting. I um, I think also in the James study, I, she Jen pulled out the, the recognition that Jesus tells us to pray for temptation like before it even happens. Yeah. I don't know. That just even reminded me. Mm. When it's what just having said. a game plan, like if just expecting to be tempted yeah. and already knowing what you're going to do when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I, I so relate to what you're saying, I definitely think and know know that that's my sin too um and then I don't know I've just been thinking of it more and more like as myself of almost someone without a spine like that Mm. I can't say no very easily yeah and and then again going with this theme of story writing like what character do I want to be do I really want to be the person that's not going to be able to stand up with a firm like no because I'm so used to saying like yeah yes or whatever to to anything and um I don't know. So yeah, I was just even thinking about how like one, even one act of obedience to the Lord, like he will take it like beyond what I can imagine. And not that he um, is gonna, I don't know, not that he's not always trying to do good in our lives, but 
we might be like missing out on something because we're just not mm-hmm. disciplined or at least yeah. I'm talking about myself. Like, no, I, that you can speak for me. too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not disciplined. I'm like I, the more and more that I've like tasted the goodness of the Lord and realizing like that just came. I just did that one little thing and it actually mattered for something. And then that mm-hmm. happened because of that. And what if I hadn't done that? I don't know yeah. if anyone else feels that way. And it's just like you're simple. God's just waiting for us to like trust him and step mm-hmm. in obedience and I think there's just so much that I miss out on because I just, I don't have that spine or whatever. I don't know. Well, we wouldn't be here right now if you didn't <laughs> say yes to doing a podcast. Yeah. Which I know oh, is scary for you. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about, yeah, when I say like saying yes to everything, mm-hmm. like not just cookies, like it's definitely about cookies for me. Like I <laughs> always say yes to a cookie, but I don't know, like uh, recently... I'm talking a little bit too much, but last thing no, I'll say on this point. section is I also mentioned, I forget which thing, I think when I was talking to Ryan, Psalm 16, and mm-hmm. it's just talking about our portion. Yep. And I was thinking about how the portion is literally like a plate serving. Mm-hmm. Like you just get a little plate and that just, again, and then the psalmist is like delighting in it. And he's like, this is a blessing. Like mm-hmm. you hold my future, like all of this just, praise and trust in the Lord and he's just recognizing like what God, the little that God puts on our plate is like good I don't have to go around and saying I want this I want this I want this I want mm-hmm. this I want this it's like he gives us himself I don't know if yeah. you are thinking about that is you're thinking about what God mm-hmm. is weeding out of your life about how you just maybe want more of him mm-hmm. and I don't know what what are you thinking yeah. about well it's like thinking about the portion and stuff like when you overeat, you regret it afterwards. Oh, yeah. You feel awful. And <laughs> yeah. that applies to every area of overindulging. You wish that you hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. And if, if you had just trusted that what you already had was enough or what, what God was offering you was enough. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have that that awful feeling of regret afterwards. Yeah. It's sort of like cluttering yourself up that you don't even have or I don't even have space to be open to say like, mm. well, what do you have for me today, God? Because yeah. I've already put I've, all the... I've already grabbed what I think I need today. Yeah, <laughs> I've already grabbed what I think I need today. Yeah, yeah totally. Anyway, um, let's move on to the harvest. Let's give thanks to the Lord for what he's doing in yeah. your life. And um, do you have answered prayers? Have you seen um, graces from the Lord, victories? Where have you seen his faithfulness? Um, <laughs> reading my notes quickly. You're good. Okay. Do do do. <laughs> hey, I sang. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I I talked about being in a really a really good, really sweet season right now on on the heels of a very hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I'm noticing more and more is that that hard season forced forced me to dig deeper and have have deeper roots and mm-hmm. literally lean on God when I felt like I couldn't lean on anything else or anyone else um yeah some of the some of the hardest and longest days at work were the ones where I did the most of like praying and crying out to God to literally, literally just sustain me just get me through this day right. I'm not even gonna think about tomorrow yet just get me through this day and um and those those deep roots that 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 happened in that hard hardship um i'm starting to see the sweet fruit that they're producing and um i've had this like i don't even know where it came from but the last few days i've had this mantra kind of repeating of like deep roots sweet fruit and just that that truth that mm. that the sweet fruit comes from deep roots mm-hmm. um and that's how it lasts as well of like it being like having that grounded foundation mm-hmm. um and some of the some of the harvest that i'm seeing more more practically speaking is um actually getting to to spend time with with people mm-hmm. um with friends and with family like i get to work with my family now mm-hmm. i left my last job because i never saw them and now i see them every day um and there's there's this like process of me becoming less of a perfectionist as well Mm -hmm. that um that I feel like is was also a result of that of that hard season of I I feel like it would have it would have killed me if I if I didn't let go of 
of just like needing to be perfect because it wasn't possible. Like it's never been possible, but it was very clear that it wasn't possible in that season. Um, I feel like only Christ can displace that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's been just this process of letting go of that thing that I think I need of like to feel to, to feel like I, I've have done enough and I'm good enough and um and even just like the fear of doing things that I I'm not sure I can do like amazingly. Yeah. Is there um, something like the Holy Spirit whispers to you or is there something that it's okay if there's not? <laughs> um I don't know, there's been this this recurring theme of like trust. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's more of the, the harvest is just a deeper, deeper trust in the Lord. How do you see trust? Are you talking about like what you were talking about earlier? Like, I really, I do believe you Lord. Or are you talking about like that, the living faith part? Like it's been more like, there's not, there hasn't been a question for a, a long time for me of like whether or not I believe it's more of like whether or not I can trust it that what he says is true about like about who I am mm-hmm. and who I am in him um, and what he's done for me. And then also just trusting, trusting enough to follow him when I don't know where it's going to go or don't know how, like how it's going to work out or whatever. Yeah. Um, t- trusting, <laughs> trusting enough to, to spontaneously change the song that I'm going to sing for communion yeah, because I, I feel that, him yeah. leading me to do that. And, and sing a song that I hadn't sung in months mm-hmm. and that I was never planning on playing for anybody. And all of a sudden it was like, just trust me. Yeah. Like, this is the song that you need to play right now. Do you see like something in God's character that comes forward to you as like sweet? That when you think of that, um, like the one that you're following, like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm just starting to realize that what he there one of one of the pastors said it really well i don't remember how they said it but um <coughs> that that god is actually more invested in our good than we are mm-hmm. um and it's so it's so beautiful to me that his i need to drink some water i'm about to come again <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay <coughs> hold that thought yes Um, it's, it's so beautiful to me that his commands are, are not because he wants to make our lives harder, but because he actually wants to make our lives easier and, um, bring us to a place of peace and joy and satisfaction in him Yeah. rather than doing what we think will satisfy us. Yeah. And that's just so, it's so sweet to me. Yeah. Because I think, well, you know, Jesus, God wants our, our will ultimately and then I think the more that we see him we realize just how like loving and good he is and then mm-hmm. yeah you're like I actually I want to follow you and then I feel like you're like drawn into the I'm speaking for myself like here but mm-hmm. I just think I've been realizing more and more just the tenderness of Jesus I think mm-hmm. it sounds weird but I think the chosen has helped yes. me see oh, yes. that that's been a huge part yeah. of my faith growing but like, and ben, when I say tender, I am not saying for lack of like strength and yeah. like godliness at it's, all. Yeah, at the same yeah. time, but at the same time, it's you're the like, paradox that's yeah, crazy. You're like, I want to be, yeah. Or dichotomy, whatever the word is there. Things that don't yeah. seem like they go together. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, you were talking about the joy of friendship and just being with your family. Like, how has that mm-hmm. been a harvest for you? Like. I, uh, I feel like just the, the closeness of the relationships, um, and just, just being in their lives again, like not always being the one who's, who's missing, um, you know, family nights or family vacations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just made me feel so connected to them again. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there was genuine isolation that I was dealing with of like just missing so many things. 
um, to, it's just, it's been a huge blessing for me to, to feel connected to them again and, and not feel like I'm missing out on like literally watching my nieces and nephews grow up, like never, ever seeing them mm -hmm. when they all live in town. I'm like, saying they're five, right there. All five of them live yeah. like 15 minutes from me. Yeah. And they're so sweet. They're so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Um, so you wrote something in your notes that I feel like is out of left field because you have not mentioned this word yet at all. You wrote that there has been a harvest of digging out every root of bitterness. Oh, yes. And I, I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> um, I forgot I wrote that. Um, yeah, so there, there was a very real, very real struggle. Um, especially toward the end of my time managing mm -hmm. like the last few months. And I'm all like, so there's this, it's like this season where I'm a, a leader in every area of my life. Like I'm leading a restaurant where there's 40 employees and I'm leading a household and like dealing with all of yeah, the things. Cause that it's your up. house. They're yeah. running from you. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then leading worship every week and there it's every area. I'm like, I love I love what I'm doing. Like even my job, I loved my job. I would have yeah. stayed there if it wasn't nights and weekends. Um, but the, every area is just like between the three of them, I guess, stretched me so thin that I just found myself having no patience for anything or anyone ever. Mm -hmm. And I hope I did a decent job of hiding it. But I would get bitter mm -hmm. at the drop of a hat and and like angry mm -hmm. and and like I would. I would get mad at my, like, internally mad at my roommate roommates at the smallest thing. Yeah. Like, and hopefully they didn't know, <laughs> but I would just, I would just be so, just so on edge and so, like, I, I used the fact that I was stressed as an excuse for it of, like, I'm just, I, like, it's just right now I have too much on my plate and, like, there's too much, there's too much that I'm trying to think about, too many problems I'm trying to solve and yeah. I just can't, I can't have peace all the time. And, and I use that as an excuse, but... The Bible doesn't tell us, like, love your neighbor when you're not stressed. Mm -hmm. That's not a caveat that's in there. Um, so there was there was definitely this fear that, like, I had um, just irrevocably changed as a person and that there was no going back. Like, that I – we <laughs> it's funny. We – the managers at the restaurant, we would joke in the office about – like what, how much of a percentage of our soul was left. And oh, that was my a, goodness. that was a real thing. Like when I became yeah. manager, it was like, all right, you're going to lose your soul. Okay. And, and they were serious about it, but then we would joke about like, all right, what percentage are you at today? And, <laughs> and looking yeah. back, I'm like, that was so dark. Um, but at the time it was, it was how we got through the day. It was that, that camaraderie and, and joking around and stuff. Um, but I started to really worry that like my soul was gone forever mm -hmm. and it wasn't coming back. Um, and that I was just going to have to fight against bitterness and anger and impatience for the rest of my life. Um, and there were some, there were some key moments that I can think of where, where I had to like step away from a conversation and just be like, Lord, please, like, please help me right now. I can't, I can't do this without you. Like, yeah. I'm going to say something that I'm going to regret. I'm going to, I'm going to destroy a relationship or something. They're like, please make my heart soft. Mm -hmm. Please make me slow to anger like you are. Just please make me like you. And it, I, I felt like it happened so slowly, but it did happen. Yeah. Where uh, I'll still catch myself from time to time just like having my reaction be to to be um, frustrated or, or angry or something. Um, but I catch it before it gets out and before it becomes like a thought spiral of like, I can't believe this person said this thing. And so that's that's just been a really, a really wonderful and kind of unexpected gift of of this season of harvest, of a feeling like I have a soul again, yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 not just feeling like I'm at my at the limit of my patience and my nerves all the time. Mm -hmm. I'll say, all right. Last, you said you've got a lot of songs yeah. as a. Yeah, as a yeah. grace to you from God. Yeah, want to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you want to know? Well, what do you love to sing about? Mm. Um, right now, I'm really enjoying writing songs 
that start out in just like a really a really um intensely human raw like honest place mm-hmm. um and and gradually gradually come to a place of hope and like like telling um telling the truth speaking the truth to myself um because i think i feel i don't know if called is the right word but i feel i feel a certain sense of like purpose in writing those really honest moments of like acknowledging the the darkness and the depths and like the places that we can get to as humans yeah but i don't want to leave people there because i don't want to stay there either um and so finding a way to like gradually genuinely find a way out of that out of that place um so right now right now that's my favorite kind of song to write nice I don't currently write any songs, so I can't relate to that. Maybe someday, kind of like you said, uh, you don't want to, anyone shouldn't peg themselves as like, I will never write a song. Yeah, I thought I would never be a songwriter, and yeah. here we are. And here we are. That's really cool. So mm-hmm. um, let's see. So I don't know. You practice singing a lot, and mm-hmm. you think about the content of singing, and you also just do it. Mm-hmm. You must have learned something about like that you could share of your intimacy with this process i feel like there's like all these levels of song Mm -hmm. and singing and like i don't know you probably learned something about about like the the mechanics of singing or about even just song itself leading worship okay (laughs) yeah i don't know because like (laughs) i guess if you have something in front of you and you're like there's all these ways that you're relating to it like Mm -hmm. and kind of you said am i called to this thing i don't know you must be learning about it (laughs) um well i can talk specifically about um what's been on my heart lately with with singing singing worship songs for the congregation um because i i've been thinking a lot about how i engage with with the song both like at rehearsal and throughout the week as i'm as i'm singing and practicing Mm -hmm. and then and then sunday morning and like we have we have the sound check process before we do the services and then we have two services and each one feels different yeah and there's um there's this kind of ongoing relationship with the song of like I kind of broke it down into stages where like the rehearsal times are when you when you think about like the the mechanics of vocally like how do I sing this song the best that I can yeah because there's a lot there's a lot that's involved in um and just just a vocal and the the different aspects of like the vocal range like the mm-hmm. different like breaks between parts of your range and like navigating all, there's a lot there's a lot that I could learn out about um but I won't yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah the rehearsal the rehearsal is the time when you figure out just how to navigate the song and you're thinking you're thinking about the notes mm-hmm. and how to sing them to the best of your ability so that mm-hmm. it's not distracting when you sing it so that you're singing it the best that you can um, and then at some point, at some point before the day, you have to let yourself just think about the words and yeah. what, what they mean. And I, it has to be before the day for me, because if I think about them for the first time on stage, I will cry and then I can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there has to be a process of like detaching the technical part of mm-hmm. my brain and letting my heart get engaged and, and think about what the words mean what's the truth that we're conveying what does it mean for us what what are we telling the world that jesus has done Mm -hmm. um and letting myself get emotional about it letting letting myself be be fully engaged in it and then the idea is that like when it when it comes down to actually performing it you don't have to think about the technical aspect at all it just happens and then you're like you're thinking about the words but it's not the first time you've thought about them yeah so you're able to like feel the emotions without them taking over and dictating whether or not you're physically able to sing yeah so that's that's what it looks like for me i don't know if that answers your question no it does (laughs) it's very interesting how intimate i i know it sounds like a weird word but it is it's like proximate i guess you could say or just yeah how intimate you are with this music and this song at all these different layers and then the people if since you're talking about on Sunday singing Mm -hmm. we all just like sing the song in like two minutes and it's over and it even reminds me of like say someone cooking a meal for someone else like you could spend all this time like grocery Mm -hmm. shopping 
planning it, cooking it, or yeah. even challenging yourself to do something you've never done before. And then someone can eat it. Say if you have like, I'm just thinking of kids like, mm-hmm. okay, thanks. Or that was gross or like whatever. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And there's something very... But that doesn't mean it all wasn't worth it. Yeah. Like there's something so like the, the human experience and like. Um, it's like spending years writing a book and then people read it in a couple of days. Yeah. And if we could just like rest in the joy of it seems to be like the way that God makes the world. Like actually he wants us to be intimate. He wants us mm-hmm. each of us to do that in our own way and then just like gives our give our gifts out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that with on Sundays My pleasure. for everybody um, for being that. I think it, I, t- I told Joe Roland the other day, I think it blesses me as much as it blesses you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, Britt, let's um, close out this wonderful time together. <laughs> um, I've asked you to prepare ahead of time something that you have um, written down, whether it be a journal, a song, a poem, I guess a meditation or a prayer. So, um, I'll just let you close out this podcast with what you've brought today. Okay. So this is a little poem that came out of that season of bitterness that I was talking about, um, which I also didn't think that I would ever write poems. (laughs) Um, Dig out every root of bitterness, no matter how much it hurts me. So when the rain beats down, when the storm comes around, what springs forth is only ever sweet. Thank you for listening to the Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.